get a little bit more on this mic. Amen, amen, and amen again. It is indeed a blessing and an honor to be in God's house just one more time. Just a little bit more on the mic, if you don't mind. We are so excited to be in the midst of our servant, uh, of, our, of our Lord and Savior, amen, um, Jesus Christ. Amen? Yeah, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. So I just want to just extend this hearty welcome to you for being here at the Tabernacle of Praise. I just want to share with you why we are here. We are here in the sanctuary to give God praise. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in amen. his sanctuary. Amen. Praise him in his presence of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. We're here to praise him according to his excellent greatness. We are here to praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and the harp. We're here to praise him with the timbrels and the dance. We're All here right. to praise him with the string instruments and the organs. We are here to lift up our Lord and Savior to praise him upon the loud sounding cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. Let everything that had breath, let everything, let everybody, let every creature, let everything that had breath, praise ye the Lord. Can I get just about three or four people? that don't mind giving God praise. Can we just praise him on this Sabbath morning? Praise ye the Lord. Amen. We just want to welcome you to the tabernacle of praise. That's why we're here, to give God praise. Amen. We want to welcome all of you. You may be seated. You may be seated. We want to welcome all of you who are viewing us online. This is just how we do it. This isn't for show. This isn't to get kudos. This isn't to get likes. This isn't to get some type of popularity. But we are here because we love to magnify the name of the Lord. He has done some awesome, awesome things. He saved some of our lives. Amen. He has brought us from the uttermost, from the guttermost to the uttermost. Amen. Some of our family members need to wake up this morning. But we are here today to give God praise. So we just want to welcome you for being in the midst of us today. We thank God for you. Also, we just want to share with you before I do my opening prayer, um, I just want to just share with you to stick around because at the end of the service, for those that are in the house and for those that are viewing online, we thank God for you. But for you who are in the house, we want to encourage you, amen, to stick around to the end of the service. But we do have a special gift that we want to place in your hands. So we thank God for you also on next Sabbath. Um, we will not be in the virtual, in, in the present space, amen, in the physical space, but we will still have our service online. So we want to encourage you to visit us on our YouTube channel, our Facebook page, amen. If you like Roku, we're on Roku as well. Um, but we will not be in the physical building, but we will still have our worship experience on next Sabbath. And then on New Year's, amen. Come on, somebody. Um, we will not have our normal Friday night, what we call our watch service, amen. Uh, but we will meet on Sabbath morning when we will gather here and we'll have our New Year's celebration on that time, at, at that time. So again, we want to welcome you. We thank God for you. At this time, can you bow your heads with me as we go before the Lord in prayer? Loving Lord, our Father and our God, Again, we're so thankful, we're so honored, we're so blessed, we're so privileged to be able to come before you on this beautiful Sabbath morning. We thank you for our last night lying down. We thank you for our early morning rising. And again, God, we give you praise, we give you honor, and we give you glory. For you truly are an amazing God. Without you, Father.
Now that we're hopelessly lost, but with you we are more than conquerors. So we say thank you for covering us. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for holding us. Thank you, Father, for moving us and for doing all that you do to keep us ever before you. So again, welcome into this space. Have your way today. This we do pray in Jesus' name. Let the people of God say amen and amen again.
because it is good to see the McCrays in the house. God bless you. Amen. Amen.
presence, oh God, because again, you're the only one. Be with our congregation today. We thank you for Tabernacle of Praise. Thank you for our members and our families. And thank you for those that are visiting with us, our guests. We give you honor, we give you praise, oh God, yes, we give you glory. Yes. Thank you for bringing us yet to another end of a year. It's not the end yet, oh God. But yet, Father God, to bring us to this place, to this space, we know that it didn't have to happen without you. It couldn't have happened without you. So we bless you today, we honor you, and we give you praise. So Father, the service is always yours. Do what you do. Take us up a little bit. Draw us closer to your promise. When we leave here, we can tell the world that we've been with Jesus. And he is yet alive. He's not in a grave somewhere sleeping. But you are alive and well. So we thank you. And we bless you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, let the people of God say amen. 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 Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars. 
How many of you know that Jesus is the reason for the season? That is why we're here today. This time of year, we are benevolent. We give gifts and we're kind to our neighbors and friends. But you know something? The world does that once a year. But as Christians, this is our lifestyle. We do this every day. We don't wait for Christmas. The season of being a Christian is every 365 uh, uh, days out of the year. Amen. And this time, you know, God gives us the ability to give gifts to others. The Spirit of God gives that ability. You know, the world teaches us to get all we can and then can all we get. But the light of the cross really shames that selfish spirit. A person that, that is selfish is the most miserable person in the world. God has given us the spirit of giving. It makes us joyful and happy. That's why it says it's better to give. It's more blessed to give than to receive. And so if God has been good to you, God says he's given us uh, 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 gifts. And as stewards, we're taking care of what he has given us. Amen. God has given us time. What do we do with our time? to bless others? What do we do with our talent to bless others? What do we do with the temple of God to bless others? And what do we do with our treasure to bless others? To help finish the, the gospel, to help finish this work so that we can go home. Yes. You all ready to go home? Yes. Amen. You can't beat God's giving. And so we want you to dig deep as we're coming to the end of this year. Sometimes we talk about squaring up with God. But you can't square up with God. We're so far in the hole, we can't even, we can't even square up. God paid it all, amen. amen? But God gives us an opportunity to share in this gospel. And we want to just show him in a tangible way how much we love him. God loves a cheerful giver. Amen. amen. So when you think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for you, you need to just dig deep. It's good to see you, Sister Boy. Amen. And David in the house. Amen. Praise the Lord. I haven't seen him in two years. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is good. So as you prepare to return what God has given to you, let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful and thankful that you have afforded us this opportunity, Lord, to return to you what you have given to us. Help us to be faithful in all that we say and all that we do is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus is the reason for the season. 
today. I'm going to ask that you will keep me in prayer. My back is a little tight, and I remember one time I was preaching, and I must have got so excited um, I needed help <laughs> for the next couple of days, so just, just pray for us today um, as we look at the word. Um, I was a little reluctant about the title and the message today. I know we're in the in the spirit of um, the season of, um, of um, Christmas, and, but the message, while I'm, a, I'm not, I'm not going to try to pull something out of nothing, I think God is the only one that, could, that can call forth all of this out of nothing. So I'm going to stay in my lane, but um, I was praying about it, and um, I felt that the Lord wants us to deal with this passage today. So again, I ask that you will pray for me um, as we speak to the hearts and minds of the people of God. So if you have your Bibles with you, um, we're going to get right into the word. Um, if you can turn with me to the book of Matthew uh, chapter 11, um, and I'll be reading in your hearing um, verses 1 through 19. Uh, Matthew chapter 11. And I'll be reading from verse 1 all the way to verse 19. The word of God declares, says, Now it came to pass that when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples, that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. Verse 2 says, And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, are you the coming one or do we look for another? And Jesus answered and said unto them, go and tell John the things which you hear and see the thing that the blind eyes um, and the lame walk, I mean of the blind see and the lame walk uh, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Verse 7 says, and as they departed 
Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, what did you do? What, what did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in the soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what did you go out to see? A prophet, yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my, my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of woman, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the day and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Verse 13 goes on to say, For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to receive it, he is Elijah who has come to you. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. But to what shall I liken this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to their companies and saying, we played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We mourned to you, and you did not lament. Verse 18 says, for John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he, is, he has a demon. But the Son of Man, verse 19, the Son of Man come, he come eating, he come drinking, and they say, look, a glutton and a wine bibber, a friend of tax collectors and sinners, but wisdom is justified by her children. Today, I want to just talk to you uh, briefly on the topic of um, refresh me, Lord. Refresh me, Lord. Let us pray. Lovely Lord, our Father, our God, our Savior, and our King, again, we thank you for everything. From our last night lying down to our early morning rising, you are truly an amazing God. Lord, now I must decrease that the word of God may increase. Into your hands I commit my spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, I don't know about you, but I need a refresh. Uh, I need, I need a, a, a refreshing of the Lord. I need him to do a new thing um, in my life. Uh, I don't know about you, but 2021 has really been an interesting year. We understand that 2020 was a a mind blower. Um, 2020 showed up and it took the world by surprise. 
Um, it didn't take God by surprise, but it took the world by surprise. Um, lockdown, um, can't go out the house, confined to your own backyard. You couldn't even, really, you couldn't even go out the outside. They didn't even want you outside. Um, they, 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 didn't, they didn't want you in your own backyard. You couldn't, they didn't want you cutting your own grass. Um, they, they, they wanted you to be in the house away from everybody and everything. Uh, but I'm sure uh, most of us was able to get a little creative um, in doing things. I know for my family and I, um, I look back over 2020 and I remember, I think it was somewhere around Mother's Day and my daughters, they wanted to do something special. We couldn't go out side we couldn't leave the house and so um, my daughters decided to fix dinner amen um, they they went in there and they wanted our favorite meal well they wanted her favorite meal but uh, the bible says the two shall become one so they wanted our uh, favorite meal and um and they fixed the dinner they took the kitchen they took the kitchen and they they put streamers on the wall. Um, they had them get dressed up in our, in our Sabbath go to meeting clothes. I mean, I was decked out, Elder. You should have saw me, man. I had my broke out my, my tuxedo that I got married in. Come on, somebody. And, <laughs> and, we, and we, man, I tell you, everybody, they were looking, man, we were, as um, Fred Hammond would say, we were sugar shawl. And, um, and man, and we threw the threw the old school music on. I know, I know. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. And um, we even had the nerve to even get a soul train line going. Come on, somebody. Somebody know what I'm talking about in here. I know, I know. The preacher had did, but uh, you 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 won't see the video, amen. But the but the but the preacher was doing the soul train line, man. We, I mean, we had a ball. Oh my goodness, I always remember that. If I could just stay in that moment, I think I would be all right. I mean, it was just a beautiful time. But then we had to go to sleep and wake up. <laughs> and then we had to run off into 2021 where we lost some family members. One month we lose our uncle, the next month we lose a nephew. We just started losing family members. And I'm sure many of us can relate to that. And so I'm like, Lord, I need a refresh. I need, I need a new touch. Um, 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 things have been going on in my life that has got me to a place where I'm wondering, is it even worth it all? Is it even worth it? What was the point in going any further? It seems as if life has dealt us a hand that has caused us to even question uh, uh, the very belief of, 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 of is it even worth it? And we find in our text that John uh, finds himself in prison and he's asking his disciples to, I need you to go and I need you to check with Jesus. I need you to ask him this simple question. Is he the one? Are you the one? Or should we look for another? And, 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 and that's where I would like to kind of pitch my tent, if you will, because oftentimes we look at John and we kind of 
uh, a comfort his life, if you will, because this is a man of God and a man that has won many to the kingdom of God. Many have given their life to the Lord because of John's ministry, but yet we find John in prison asking, are you the one, the, 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 the one that John, as we spoke uh, just a few weeks ago about the baptism that Jesus came walking as John was baptizing those in his community. And as Jesus shows up on the scene without even having a conversation with Jesus, John sees Jesus from a distance. And John the one cries out, behold the Lamb of God, the one that comes to take away the sins of the world. And it is John that proclaims that this here is the one that we've been waiting for. But yet, Elder, we find John in prison now wondering, are you the one or should we look for another? And again, my tent will be pitched right there because oftentimes we give John a bad rap because of his faith. We give John a bad rap because of his questioning. Is this the one or should we look for another, but I'm reminded of the fact that that that, that God, first of all, uh, make no mistakes. Uh, uh, God knew exactly what he was doing uh, uh, before he even called John on the scene. Remember the story of, uh, uh, of Elizabeth as Mary went to go visit Elizabeth, and as she opens the door, the Bible tells us that the babe inside of Elizabeth, which was John, uh, uh, mind you, uh, uh, the babe leaped, the babe bowed down, if you will. The babe, the babe recognized that he was in the presence of royalty, and the Bible says that the babe leaped inside of Elizabeth before John even breathed air. Uh, he already knew, as one commentator would say, Jesus was the Lord of Lords and Jesus was the, is the master, that Jesus is the king of kings. But if you will permit me, uh, we look at verse 6. The Bible says, blessed is he who was not offended because of me. Uh, if someone were to ask you about your relationship with Christ, I wonder what would you say? Do you remember uh, the days when God had delivered you from COVID? Do you remember those moments when your life was in danger? Do you remember that moment when your mind was so wrecked uh, with turmoil that you couldn't seem to make sense from heads or tails. Uh, if someone was to ask you uh, uh, right now uh, uh, you about your relationship with Jesus, would you still be able to stand on his promises? Would you still be able to proclaim the fact that he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords? Would you still be able to declare that he is my master, he is my king in spite of everything that is going on in my world. I still hold him true to what he said. I still hold him to be the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I still hold him to be the one that spoke all of this into existence. Would you still be able to proclaim that? You see, you see, uh, 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 we think of John, sometimes we think of John as if his faith 
had diminished. But I would like to take a different look at what was going on. I would like to believe, uh, considering as we go through this passage, through this message, uh, uh, as Jesus gives John uh, uh, the most highest accolades, uh, that he is the greatest of all of the prophets. Uh, uh, but John wasn't just uh, 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 in prison uh, for himself. But John was there as not just a result of him uh, uh, of preaching the gospel. But I will also suggest to you today uh, that as John asked the question, uh, go and seek Jesus. Ask him, are you the one or should we look for another? I suggest to you today that even his disciples, even those that followed after John, uh, I uh, wondered about John, wondered if Jesus was really the one considering the fact that even the disciples, even Jesus' very own disciples misunderstood Jesus. Jesus' very own disciples was expecting Jesus to set up his kingdom right here on this earth. Even they misunderstood the mission. And while I believe that John uh, understood his calling, while John understood his role, while John understood his responsibility, that John also understood uh, that there were those that were following after him, uh, that there were those that were coming after him, uh, uh, that saw the mistreatment, that saw John in prison, uh, that couldn't understand uh, how is it that you were able, Jesus, to save others, but yet you were able to save yourself. I can just imagine that as John um, was in prison, that his very own disciples of uh, faith began to diminish. Can you imagine the one that you put your trust in the one that you've called to come pray for you uh, the one that will come visit you uh, in the hospital the one uh, that will preach to you the one that will teach to you is now somewhere in a place stricken by the jail cell somewhere where all he was doing was trying to uphold uh, the blood-stained banner but now he finds himself uh, in prison he finds himself uh, locked down he finds himself uh, in a place where his freedom has been restored and I can just imagine that as his disciples witnessed this, the, that they began to wonder, what's going on? Uh, you're doing what you're supposed to do. Uh, you healed and you were witnessed and you shared your faith. But why, John, uh, is this happening to you, John? Uh, why is it that you're in prison? Why haven't your cousin, Jesus, come uh, to set you free? Do he not care about the fact that you are the forerunner? You are the one uh, that was a, a, a sin before him. Why is it John that your friend, your savior, the one that you proclaim as Lord, Lord, the one that you proclaim as the Lamb of God who was slain before the foundation. Why isn't it John that he showed up? Well let me tell you why he hasn't showed up. I'm going to need you to do something for me disciples. I'm going to need you to go and I'm going to need you to see for yourself because, see, I would like to declare to you today, my brothers and sisters, that John, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had an understanding that even if God don't deliver, even if God don't show up, even if God don't bring me through, I shall not bow down. I would like to believe my family of God that John, like Elijah, even if God don't deliver me, I'm not going to give in. I would like to believe like Daniel in the line 
lion's den, that even if I have to go up and lay with the lions up, I know that my God is able to deliver me. So I would like to side on the fact that John understood that even if I have to go to jail, even if I have to be locked down, I know that if God want to shake the jail cells up and set the captives free, I suggest to you today, my brothers and sisters, that God could have done it. But, but I would like to believe that John was simply trying to encourage his disciples because John knew that God was a deliverer. So go and see Jesus. I'm going to send you on a mission. I'm going to send you somewhere. I'm going to send you to go talk to him because apparently uh, uh, what I've been doing uh, is not enough. Uh, 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 apparently the ministry that God has laid on my shoulders is not enough to get you on the other side. So what I'm going to suggest to you is to go see Jesus. Go and ask Jesus this question right here. Go ask him, are you the one? Or should we look for another? Notice what Jesus says in the text. It's right here in the text. Uh, notice that when the disciples showed up, the Bible says here uh, 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 that when the disciples showed up here in verse 5, the 2, uh, uh, the 12, uh, uh, Jesus uh, sent out uh, among them. I'm sorry, uh, uh, over here. I'm in, I'm in chapter 10. We want to come over here to chapter 11. Uh, it says, Jesus, in verse 4, Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and tell John. Uh, these things which you hear and see, uh, that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are healed, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Uh, oh, I love the way Jesus dealt with the disciples as they approached him and asked him the question, but well, John sent me, Jesus. John told us to come and talk to you, but see, you realize that they are talking to the one that know all things the one that even while John was talking to them, uh, he was listening in. You do know Jesus heard the conversation even before they formulated it on their lips. Uh, so before they even start walking towards Jesus, Jesus already knew they were on their way. Uh, so when they arose to the occasion, when they arrived at Jesus and asked the question, uh, notice how Jesus uh, responded. I need you to go and tell John. Go, go, go and tell John. I uh, noticed that Jesus didn't attack them. Jesus didn't question them. Jesus didn't have issues with them. Jesus simply said, I need you to go and tell John uh, what you hear and what you see. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Go and tell him. Go and tell John uh, uh, what you hear and what you see. Tell him that the blind uh, uh, are able to see and that the lame are able to walk. Go and tell John, my my disciples, uh, 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 that the lame are walking and the and the deaf ears are open. Go, go and tell John that those that were dead uh, are able to live again. Uh, I need you to understand that as Jesus was speaking to uh, uh, these disciples uh, that while they were interpreting this thing uh, on a physical level, oh I wish I had some help right there, uh, uh, while they were interpreting this thing uh, on a physical level, you do understand and know that when Jesus heals uh, that he don't just heal halfway uh, that he heals you physically and he heals you uh, spiritually and so as Jesus was talking to the disciples while they were thinking physical, Jesus was talking spiritual, so I need you to understand that 
those that were dead spiritually are able to live again. That those that were unable to walk spiritually are able to walk now. Those that are blinded spiritually are able to now see things spiritually. Those that are able, those that were once deaf spiritually are able to hear the word of God spiritually. So I want you to understand that as Jesus gave instructions, as Jesus shared with the disciples, as Jesus spoke with the disciples and sent them on this mission, that Jesus was sending them back to John to declare to John that this isn't just a physical thing, but this is a spiritual thing. If I could just put a pen right there, as I share with you, even in the times that we're living in, even with this thing called COVID, while we are caught up in the physical, I need you to understand going forward that is this is not just a physical thing, but this thing is spiritual, that this thing is an attack from the enemy. We need to understand that COVID has come along and it has shut some things down, shut some doors, locked some things out, churches shut down. We can't worship like we used to. We can magnify God like we used to. And I need us to understand real clearly that while things are starting to become back open again, they're beginning to release the mandate of the mass that things are now trying to get back to normal. But I suggest to you today, my brothers and sisters, that things will never get back to normal. That things will never get back the way it used to be. I need us to understand that coming with COVID, that what came with COVID wasn't just a sickness. It wasn't just a disease, but it was also an attack on the mental health of the mental and the physical and even the spiritual of the children of God. So as we try to get back to normal, I need us to understand that we will never get back to normal. This thing will never get back to the way it used to be. No more than I would love to go back to 2020 in my kitchen with my family doing the hustle. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Wasn't worried about anything. My family was with me. And while Jesus sends the disciples back, he understood that this was not just a, 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 a simple question of are you the one. But there was some real, some real pain going on there. Uh, notice here in verse 7, as they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John. And this is where I understand that Jesus knew exactly uh, what he was doing uh, when he was doing it. Because, see, John was not afraid uh, to call uh, the way, uh, the, the, the things the way he saw it. John had no issues of calling wrong, wrong, and right, right. John didn't have a problem with calling sin by its rightful name. But here in verse 7, we notice that Jesus uh, gives the mandate. He begins to talk to the multitude. And this is what he says about John. He said, what did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? You see, we have to understand the original language here. You see, originally, uh, uh, the high priest uh, in Israel was appointed by God. Uh, uh, you, 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 you might remember, as we dealt with the sanctuary, uh, uh, you might remember uh, uh, Aaron's rod. Uh, uh, the Bible says, behold, the rod of Aaron and how the house of Lee 
Levi had sprouted and put forth buds. You see, originally it was God, the one that will call uh, uh, the high priest. Uh, but notice that the children, uh, uh, they have gotten away uh, from letting God be the one to place kings. They have gotten away from them wanting uh, 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 God to give them the mandate. Now they are appointing uh, a priest and, and, and leaders and, and, and Levites for themselves. Now they are the one that is, that is um, claiming these Levites, these Pharisees, these Sadducees. Uh, what did you go out into the wilderness to see? You went out to see uh, uh, these individuals who were clothed uh, uh, with this plush, uh, 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 with this silk. Uh, 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 they were they were they were they were they were clothed in such a way uh, uh, that made one think that, that 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 because of the way you were dressed would suggest your status. If you look good, if you dressed a certain way, uh, my wife and I, my wife and I went to the mall just the other day, yesterday, as a matter of fact, and and, and I, I'll be honest with you, uh, I, I didn't have on a bow tie. Come on, somebody, Amen. <laughs> if you had a saw your pastor, I, I was. I still had the, the broken beard going on. Come on, somebody. Every now and again, I like to get rough around the, a, amen. And, and I had my hat to the back. Come on, somebody. Amen. And I, and, I, and I had my boots on, amen. They wasn't tied up either. Come on, somebody. I had the strings hanging. And uh, uh, I wasn't sagging. No, I wasn't sagging. My mama, my mama got on me about that a long time ago, so I wasn't sagging. But I had a belt on. Uh, 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 but I was looking like one of the homeboys. Come on, somebody. And, and I remember we walked, we walked inside this here store, um, nice suits. It was a nice store, had nice suits and nice, you know, bow ties and whatnot. And so we stepped in, I had my hat to the back, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just coming on in there. I'm, I'm just being me now, you know. I'm trying to get my mind right for the service today, amen. And, 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 and so I'm talking to the guy, my wife and I, we're talking to him, and he looked at me. And so I asked him about some suits, and he just, he was so... He was so quick on the tongue, he didn't, he just, he just shot us down. Amen. He, he, he didn't, he didn't know, my wife said, he didn't know he was in the midst of royalty. <laughs> Amen. My, 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 my wife said, he, he just didn't know uh, that, that, you know, that, 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 that we serve a God. We could have bought everything in there. Come on, somebody. Amen. <laughs> Amen. He must have looked at the hat to the back and my and my boots and my jeans and and, and just figured that this this little this little somebody he, he just in here playing around. But 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 see, we have to understand that the how you dress. Amen. Uh, 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 the Pharisees and the and the Sadducees they they they, they were dressed a certain way to suggest that they had status. But but John uh, was just a was just a lowly man. Amen. The Bible said uh, uh, that, that that he wasn't dressed like everybody else. Uh, John stood toe to toe with, with, with these religious leaders, with the religious climate and the political leadership, calling them a, a brood of vipers. John didn't have a problem with speaking his mind. Jesus said, what did you go out to see? You go out to see individuals that as the wind blow one way, uh, uh, they're going to they gonna, they gonna follow the wind. Uh, what did you go out there to see? 
Did you go out there to see, see a, a reed shaking at the wind? So whatever the temperature is, this is the way I'll go. Uh, what, what, what did you go out there to see, Jesus is saying? Uh, what did you go out there to see? A man clothed in soft garments. Indeed, uh, those who wore soft clothing are the kings of houses. What did you go out there to see? What were you looking for when you went out there? Uh, uh, what did you go out there to see? A prophet, yes, I say to you, uh, uh, a prophet, but yet one more than a prophet. You see, you see, you see, Jesus, Jesus understood uh, as the disciples came and talked to John and, 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 and talked to Jesus. And Jesus said, I need you to go and report to John. But notice the text shifts. Now Jesus is speaking to the multitude. We have to understand that what your life reflects is not just about you, uh, that there are individuals that you haven't met yet, individuals that haven't crossed your path yet, that God wants to use your life as a tool to draw them to you. That's why I have to be careful uh, how I conduct myself. Every now and again, I like to get, you know, get a little down to earth, if you will, uh, because I understand that there are individuals that are down to earth, amen, that God want me to be able to relate to, and I cannot afford to get so high upon the mountain where I'm not able to relate to those uh, down on the lower plains. Uh, I need to be able to speak to the highs and the lows. Uh, I need to be able to speak to those in the middle, where Wherever life leads me, I need to be able to be a witness, to be able to let truth speak the power, and to be able to be the light that shines in a dark place. Jesus is turning now, speaking to the multitude, because it was the multitude that had their ideas about John. They had their ideas about John. And I suggest to us today that while John understood the role and the ministry of his life, while you may have an idea about the role and ministry of your life, the truth of the matter is everybody don't see things the way you do. Verse 9 goes on to remind us as Israel had been a people who had many prophets. Uh, uh, they knew what Jesus meant when he said, what did you go out to see a prophet? Yes, I say to you more uh, than a prophet. You see, John's dress was like that of Elijah. John, uh, a meat uh, was like that of Elijah. John's manner uh, was very much like that of Elijah. But Jesus went further. Uh, Jesus attributed John the Baptist as a prophet spoken of by the prophet in Malachi. Malachi 3 verse 1 that says, Behold, I send my messenger and he will prepare the way before me. You see, John the Baptist, the greatest of the prophets. And what am I saying? I'm saying that as verse 11 says, Surely I say to you, among those born of a woman, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist, but he who is the least in all the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. You see, John the Baptist was not just some easily shaken reed or, or a man in soft clothing, but John was a prophet. Yes, he was a prophet favored by God, that he wasn't just some man that showed up on the scene declaring his own ministry, but John was chosen by God. John was set aside by God. John was set apart by God. John's mission and John's ministry was not like that of anybody else's. He was the greatest 
greatest of all prophets. What am I saying? That, are you saying that Elijah wasn't great? No, I'm not saying that Elijah wasn't great. Are you saying that Enoch wasn't great? No, no, I'm not saying Enoch wasn't great. But what you have to understand is that John's ministry is a little bit different. John's ministry was the forerunner. That John simply paved the way. That John simply laid the foundation. Everything that they did in the Old Testament was wonderful. It was great. But now Jesus is on the scene. Now Jesus has showed up. And that sets another tone. That gives another dimension. That sets another wavelength. What they've done just simply paved the way. It set up what John was to do was to take the gospel a little bit higher. So, 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 so Jesus, Jesus tells his hearers uh, uh, that the prophets predicted that a great prophet would appear in the last days. You see, Enoch and, and, and those prophets, uh, uh, they, they simply pointed to not just Jesus, but they also spoke of John. Oh, I wish I, I wish you understood. Uh, 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 they, they spoke not just of Jesus, but they spoke of one that would pave the way for Jesus. Uh, they spoke of John. They spoke of his higher calling. I like I liked the way Luke's gospel put it, in the spirit and in the power of Elijah. Jesus tells us that even though John himself denied being Elijah, it was the spirit of Elijah that worked in John that the coming of Jesus fulfills every prophecy in the Old Testament. You see, Israel was this agricultural society. The people knew that Jesus, what Jesus meant when he said, what did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind. You see, John uh, the Baptist knew scripture. He knew uh, what the prophets had predicted about the Messiah. Jesus knew. John knew. Jesus only sent word to John reminding him about what he already knew. It wasn't that John was slipping by the wayside. It wasn't that John was falling off the way. It wasn't that John was slipping. It wasn't that John was about to fall. No, no. God was simply, Jesus was simply letting John know what he already knew. Just look at Jesus' words. If I had not done among them the works which no man, no one else can do, sometimes we have to be reminded of what we already know is hard to be completely rational when we are confronted on all sides in adversity. It's hard for us to become rational uh, when our lives is being uh, threatened. It's hard for us to think clearly when you're laying in the bed and you have doctors over you and they're saying things to you and you're not understanding exactly what is. It's hard for you to be rational and and make sense of it all when it seems like everything around you is crumbling and no matter how you try to hold things up uh, no matter how you try to make sense of it all sometimes you just need a reminder that it's going to be alright sometimes you need a reminder you need a refresh you need God to just give you a refresh to let you know uh, that what you're doing is okay uh, that what you're doing is alright uh, every now and again uh, when 
need God to just show up and remind us that everything is going to be all right. Yes, you've got the haters on the left and the naysayers on the right, but, 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 but your faithfulness unto me is what matters. Your faithfulness unto me is what counts. I understand that you're a little leery right now. I understand that you're a little, you're a little wary right now, but I need to just simply remind you that what you're doing is okay, that everything is going to be all right. I know it gets a little weighty sometimes. I know it gets a little heavy sometimes, but weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I understand that he that shall come will come, and he will not tarry. Just look at Jesus' words. If I had not done among if I had not uh, gone among you, them, them works, th those, those works uh, which no one else can do, sometimes we need a reminder. You see, John was in jail. Uh, and, and rightly so, John was in prison. Amen. Uh, 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 he's in jail. Not, not awaiting what? Uh, uh, the, 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 the end of it all. John is in jail. And in that jail, uh, it, it was not like our jails. You see, it was not like our prisons. You see, you understand that families were responsible to care for the prisoners uh, in John's time. So, so, so John didn't have somebody to put, to put some money on his books. No, 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 no. John didn't have somebody to bring him, you know, uh, books to read. Come on, somebody. You, you, you have to understand that, 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 that it was the family that took care of the prisoners. Uh, if John was to eat anything, somebody had to bring it. Now, uh, they didn't have as what we call, what, what three hots and a cot. John, if it wasn't for the disciples there caring for him, or food and clothing and other necessities, I can only assume that John's disciples took care of him. Because the Roman guards weren't going to give him nothing. Only the crime of preaching the gospel was why John landed himself in prison. Simply doing what God had called him to do. Let me move on here as I tend to wrap this up. You see, Christ did not just profess to be the Messiah, but he proved it. In other words, he proved it by ministering to the people and the power of God. He showed that God has sent him uh, 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 to demonstrate, number one, that God is, that God exists. You see, as he, uh, uh, that, and, and also that he was sovereign. God is above all. God is above and beyond all, and he has the power to override the laws and of nature. God loves men and women. He has provided a way for men and women to be saved and to live forever. That's what Jesus did. Every time Jesus healed a person, he demonstrated God's sovereign power and God's great love. Every time Jesus ministered, he showed God's sovereign power 
power and God's great love. Every time he fed someone, he showed God's sovereign power and God's great love. When he woke you up this morning, he simply showed God's sovereign power and God's great love. How many of you know that he didn't have to do it? But I'm so glad that he did because Christ's miracles are a seal of God. It lets us know that he is God's son, that he is the Messiah, that his works are beyond question. The works of God, Jesus, fulfilled the prophecy of the Messiah. Oh, I want to end with this right here. As we understand and know uh, that Jesus uh, made two remarkable statements. Number one, he said, surely I say to you uh, that among those born of a woman, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist, but he who is the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater. Uh, the first was among those born of women. There has not arisen one greater than John the Baptist. Think of what Jesus was saying. Who would be included? Enoch, Hebrews says, uh, that by faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death uh, and was not found because God had taken him. Uh, for before before he was taken, um, he had in his testimony that he pleased God. Uh, uh, who else can I talk about? Abraham, who would be included? Abraham, Abraham. Uh, uh, James says it this way. Uh, uh, and the scriptures are fulfilled, which says Abraham believed God and is, was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. Who else? Come here, David. Can I talk to you for a few minutes? Uh, for the Bible tells us in Acts uh, that that when he had removed him, he raised him up for David as king, and whom also he gave a testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all of my wills. I don't know about you, my brothers and sisters. I don't know about you, my friends, but I would like to be accounted amongst that number that I am called to be what God has called me to be. I understand that God know exactly what I need before I am in need of it. And sometimes I may find myself in a situation where I need a little assistance. Sometimes I may find myself being ridiculed for the gospel. Sometimes I may find myself being persecuted because of my belief. But even if I find myself locked in jail, I will trust him. Even if my friends run out, I will trust Trust him. Why? Because God has given me a refresher. God has given me a new touch. God has given me a new thing. Hold it. Just stop it. I have a refresher. The, uh, the, uh, the uh, variant can't stop it because I have a refresher. Why? Because God is still God. He is still on the throne. And he understands me better than I understand myself. I wish I had about two or three people that understand. And that there may be times when you have to tread this thing alone. That there may be moments when you have to walk by yourself. There may be moments you may lay awake at night. There may be moments when you have to call on him. In the wee hours of the night, mama don't understand. Daddy don't understand. Even your own spouse don't understand. But how many of you know that 
He's done too much. He's done too much. 
great in our lives. I had to cut friends loose. I had to cut folk loose. But I didn't think I'd be able to cut loose. Even though they showed me they were cut loose work. Amen. But I felt like I, my loyalty, I had to be loyal, I had to be true. But how many of you know that when you're true to the wrong thing, nothing good is going to come out of it? But when you're true to God, when you trust God, when you give it over to Him, He'll never lead you wrong. I know my friends, they saw me carrying the Bible and they figured I had lost my mind and some figured I had flew over the nest. But then you had a few. And when they saw me carrying his Bible, they scared them into the church. They said, well, if he can save you, my Lord. Amen. I see you in the first 
Amen. Before we have our benediction from our wife and closing prayer, so I remind you as we um, be here to stop by the back and visit with us. Amen. We have your gifts. And also on next Sabbath, um, we will be streaming online. So we will not be in the physical building, but we will still have worship.